Why, hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Orange Juice Optional. Hey, Suzanne, how are you? (laughs) Wow, that's an enthusiastic hello. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. You know, I'm still trying to find a way to jazz up that welcome. I'm still working on it, though. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So what's going on in your life, in your world? I'm still working on my backyard remodel. And so if you hear chainsaws and jackhammers in the background, that's what you hear. How long do they estimate that project's going to take? It should be finished sometime in August. Oh my gosh. So a whole summer of construction. Yes. I think this is the worst part though, because it's still demolition. Once they start rebuilding, the loud equipment, I think, will go away. So do you think that's why you got a better price this time is because you agreed to do the work during the summer? No, I don't. I just think the original quote I had years ago was a company that just thought they could get away with charging that much. Okay. Well, thank God you found this other company and you can get the work done and just think. It'll be ready by September. You're not even going to be home in July. So not bad. Yeah, you'll get to enjoy it all the rest of your lives. I was going to say all fall because you're in Arizona and you can do that, but Mm -hmm. really, truly for the rest of your life. So yeah, a little pain now for a lot of gain. Exactly. Last week when we were talking, you had mentioned going to the Capitol for a wedding reception and- I got to ask, what did you wear and how did you decide what to wear and what do you want to share about that? Well, it was one of the more thrilling events that I was looking forward to in my life. I mean, who gets invited to a reception at the Capitol? Ever. Who's that lucky? And fortunately, I am. <laughs> because... It was truly an experience of a lifetime. Very good friends of ours, oldest son was a aide for Alaskan senators for years after he got out of college and he excelled at it. Anyway, he became good friends with the Alaska senators. And so one of the senators from Alaska hosted this reception for he and his new wife in the Capitol building, and it was spectacular. But we got the invitation with instructions of how to enter to follow, and it said the dress was smart casual. Now, Alaska version, West Coast version, Arizona version of smart casual is very, very different than East Coast, Washington, D.C. version of Smart Casual. So I did have a few panicked moments, like, what am I going to wear? So you found yourself in a conundrum. What to do, what to wear, what trend to follow. West Coast, East Coast, of course, East Coast, because that's where you're at. Correct. And... As you know, leading up to my trip to D.C., I was in Alaska doing that move out for my mom. Hard, laborious work, which was sweats and 
tennis shoes and you know, manicure, no manicure. I destroyed my nails. <laughs> and then I went on to Seattle to babysit my grandchildren. And again, hard work, sweats, t-shirts, not a lot of time to think about what I'm going to wear to the Capitol, which was the next week. And then I started to get a little panicked when friends of ours started emailing like, so what are you wearing? And for men, it was tie and jacket. And I'm thinking that to me is not smart casual. <laughs> tie and jacket is not smart casual. So I went from the smart casual frame of mind to I need something pretty dressy. Okay, does that mean cocktail? Does that mean business wear? What exactly does that mean? <laughs> and then I asked the mother of the groom, who's a close friend of mine, and she said she was going to wear a conservative dress with a jacket. And I'm like, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> Don't know what I'm going to wear. Oh my gosh, I know that moment of panic. And I know the panic that can arise when you start getting text messages and uh, phone calls mm -hmm. about what are you going to wear? Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. my worst nightmare, I would be right. a mess. And so what I thought I was going to wear was out the window, but I was in Seattle, you know, four days before the event, thinking, I have four days to find something to wear, and I can't go to my closet because I'm in Seattle. What am I going to do? Well, my my daughter-in-law, bless her heart, for Mother's Day, as a gift, set me up with a personal shopper at Nordstrom. And she said, take as much time as you need. Go meet with this person, personal shopper at Nordstrom. Now, this is something I never thought I needed because I'm I know myself very well. I know what I think looks good on me. I know what I like. And I don't need someone to tell me what I like. <laughs> and, but what an experience. So I go to Nordstrom's. I meet the personal shopper. And she, my daughter-in-law had given her a heads up of what I was looking for. She didn't even know what direction to go. So she put a couple evening gowns. She put a couple of cocktail dresses. She put a couple of day dresses in the dressing room for me to start. So we were able to eliminate the evening gown, eliminate cocktail dress, because smart casual in my mind is not cocktail. So then, I, and I told her what brands I really like. And so she basically pulled everything she could. And here's the problem. When you try every single thing on and you love it for different reasons, like, oh, I love this dress. Perfect. Uh, maybe not for the capital, but I need to buy it. And then you try the next dress on and you're like, oh my God, this dress is perfect. Maybe not for the capital, but I have to buy it. And then you try another dress on that is perfect for the capital but it's one size too big. And of course they don't have my size in the store. So I can never get it for the capital, but I can have it shipped home because it's perfect 
just not for this occasion because I can't get it in time. Right. It would be perfect just in case you got that invite back to the Capitol sometime. Right. Or to Buckingham Palace for a coronation. So now I'm up three dresses. I'm up three dresses and still have nothing to wear to the Capitol, but I am in love with everything I'm buying. And then I try a fourth dress on and I love that dress. And and it was one of those things, one of those dresses like, yes, this dress is absolutely appropriate if I had the balls to wear it. And But I had a pretty good feeling that because it was a chartreuse, chartreuse green, if you know what that color is. I do. I love that color. And frankly, I know that color looks pretty good on me with my skin tone. And I was going to tone it down with a navy shawl or wrap, you know, which uh, the, the color combination, gorgeous. So, yeah, so now I'm up four dresses, but I knew that that fourth dress was like, I don't know if I'm going to have the nerve to wear that dress. So did you have the nerve? Did you end up having the nerve to wear no, that dress? No, of course not. I knew because then I talked to my friend and I talked to my other friend who's who was also going and they were both wearing black dresses. And so I'm like, well, I had long knit black dress in my suitcase. And so I go to DC with four brand new, no, three brand new dresses. One of them got sent home because they didn't have my size, you know, and I'm up a truckload of money. And then she said, okay, so we have some good options for dresses. This is the personal shopper. She said, what about accessories? And I said, well, I really could use a spring handbag. So by this time, I am, I have completely forgotten about how much I'm spending. I don't even care because it turned into this very fun event. So she brings me this handbag, spring handbag, and it was perfect for any one of the dresses, except for a black dress. I wouldn't have worn it with a black dress. So it's like, yep, love the dress, love the wrap to go with the the one church use dress earrings loved the earrings and so great so then (laughs) i go to check out and i can't even talk about how much it was but what i can say is when i looked at the receipt that stupid handbag that she was perfect was thirty two hundred dollars and i'm like yes and i'm like and I, this was after I was leaving and I was a little shell-shocked because I used my Nordstrom credit card. And yes, I did have to call customer service to raise my credit limit so that I could actually buy everything that I was buying because I forgot to check prices because I got caught up in the moment. And I loved done everything that. I was buying. Yeah, right? And so then they're raising my credit limit. It's like, Fantastic. And so then I get to my car after I bought everything and I'm thinking, okay, I'm not spending $3,200 on a handbag. But by this time now, I'm out of time. I need to get back. So I actually shipped the handbag home so that when I got home, I could now return it to Nordstrom because I just couldn't justify that 
for a handbag that I will probably only use a couple times. So anyway, that's my story. And when push came to shove, I got to the day of the event. I didn't wear one of those new dresses that I bought. Not one of them. Didn't wear one. I pulled out that knit dress that I had in, rolled up in a ball in my suitcase. I went across the street from our hotel, bought some costume jewelry pearls, and that's what I wore. Way overthought it, panicked way too quickly. I was fine in my knit black dress with a strand of pearls. Okay, so... I have so many questions because you kind of <laughs> took this story and morphed it into what we were going to talk about next. So right. I'm just going to start asking you questions and mm -hmm. yeah, hopefully we'll be able to get to everything we're going to get to in the next segment. <laughs> Sorry. I know. <laughs> That's okay. I go off. That's okay. I go off on these things, but okay, fire away. No, you got caught up in the moment. And that's how any great shopping trip should be, getting caught up in that moment and reliving it by telling the story. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm all about that. So the first thing I was going to ask, and you, I think you just answered it, is mm -hmm. what were you going to wear compared to what you did wear? Was it always the plan, I guess I can ask now, to wear that knit black dress? Or did you have another outfit in mind? I had two outfits in mind. One was actually a pants and top where, you know, dressy, dressy, like crepe silk pants with a knit top that is kind of a go-to when I'm going to a dinner or something. But then I decided it wasn't, it was not appropriate for this event. I really needed to have a dress. Um, okay. So... Yeah. And then I had the knit black dress because it was my backup plan. Like, okay, if I have to wear a dress, I'm going to throw in this knit black dress and a scarf or something to go with it and it'll be fine. Um, and backup plans are always brilliant. So let me ask you this about your backup plan uh -huh. or what you ended up wearing. Did you feel comfortable in what you were wearing? Do you think you hit their version of smart casual compared to what everyone else was wearing there? Yes. 100%. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Except that I didn't have enough faith in my own common sense to say this black dress is good enough. It's going to work. And the reason it worked is because it was a black dress. And I would say at least 60 to 70% of the women in attendance were wearing black dresses. So you don't stand out. You don't make a scene. You don't draw attention to yourself. You blend in. You look smart. And then the pearls are what give it that boost. You know, just a simple strand of pearls. So I way overthought what I was doing, way overthought it. If I had just taken pause and said, this will be fine with the pearls, it'll be perfect. But again, you get caught up in the anxiety of where you're going, the anxiety of the event right. and wanting to, to fit in. And I wouldn't say that it was a lack or not able to trust your common sense. I but think you more stepped into doubt about your own style fashion for the event. 
Right. Well, and the thing is, is as I was thinking about it leading up to this event, every time it popped into my mind, it's like the worst mistake I can make is overthinking it. Don't overthink it, Suzanne. The worst mistake you can make is overthinking it. Just, you know, and I probably said that to myself 10 or 15 times. And what did I do? I overthought it. And the good news is I have four fabulous dresses that if I ever have the opportunity to wear, I will feel great in them. I will feel fantastic in them because I loved all four of them. And the bad news is I'm not a, I don't have a lot of occasion to wear dresses. I know, so, but you're going to have occasions because we're getting ready to go on vacation. And I'm usually the only one that packs dresses, but this time you can pack a dress and you can wear a dress. Right. And I have one of the four dresses is cruise worthy and I will pack that dress. That's the so other exciting. Three, yeah, the other three will not be cruise worthy. I mean, they're just a different, they're a more conservative day dress type of clothing. Okay, well, if you say so, but I'm going to say yeah. this before I get back to my questions. Whereas you really, in the past, haven't chosen to wear a lot of dresses. Every time I see you when I'm always like, you look fabulous, but mm-hmm. you are more comfortable in pants. And for dinners and stuff like that, I'm more comfortable throwing on a dress. But this trip mm-hmm. upcoming, because I've done shopping and I've got uh, capsule packing in mind, mm-hmm. reducing my uh, luggage, putting mm-hmm. it all in one suitcase, I was challenged to do that. So I'm really going to try to do that. I'm bringing a lot of pants this time that oh, I can wear with different shirts. So kind mm-hmm. of a change up for me. Okay. That's great. Now, back to you. The whole time you were saying you were overthinking it, all I mm-hmm. could hear in my my mind was Jeff saying, oh, Suzanne, oh, Suzanne, come on, Suzanne. Like, was he saying that? <laughs> no, because I didn't share any of it with him. Okay, I don't, you kept it inside. I don't talk about my wardrobe with him at all. Heard he doesn't get a say. It. Yeah, he doesn't get a say in anything I wear. Just because in the end he will, you know, if I put on something and he loves it he'll say i love that dress if i if he doesn't love it he doesn't say anything um but yeah he doesn't usually have an opinion okay well that's a good tell well let's get back to this personal shopper real quickly because you Mm -hmm. have wanted to work with one previously and you said you never have done it but now you have Mm -hmm. would you go back to this personal shopper again that is a really good question because I I very much enjoyed the experience. And I think the advantage of the pers- personal shopper in my case is she knows the store better than I do. She knows the product better than I do. So it's more efficient for her to pull the things that will work for me. So in that regard, yes. I would use, and she was good. She really listened. I think if I had had a different personal shopper that didn't listen to what I needed, it would have been a disaster. Because like I said, I'm a very particular shopper. I know what I like. And it's like, don't bring me a lot of stuff that I don't like because you're wasting my time. She was very good at what she did. 
And that makes me really happy. And that leads me into my next question, which you kind of already answered. But the items that she brought you after having a discussion about what you like, were those items, oh, how do I put this? Were they within your traditional style or did they push your comfort zone a little bit? Were they outside of what you would typically pick for yourself? Of the dresses I purchased, I would have picked them all, all except the one that I will take on the cruise with me. The other three, I would have picked for myself. Had I been not caught up in the moment, though, I would have spent more time looking at the price and saying, well, am I going to get this much wear out of the dress? So I probably wouldn't have bought all of the dresses that I did, but they were all very much what I would have picked for myself. Well, that's really good. I mean, so she really did listen. Now, did she spoil Mm -hmm. you too during this experience? Did you get a glass of champagne or water or something? I got water, not champagne, but I did get water. And yeah, and she, like I said, she was very good at what she did. She, I tried something on and then she'd say, oh, I have the perfect jacket to go with that. Let me go run and get it. And then she'd run and get a jacket. And um, uh, I have the perfect wrap to go with that dress. Let me run and get it. So yeah, she was very good at what she did. And did you end up getting the jacket or the wrap too? I did get the wrap. I did not get the jacket that she picked, but I did find a jacket that I liked better that I got separately. And and actually, I will wear that jacket a lot. Well, yeah. I'm kind of leading into the next area that I want to talk about. And I hear you accumulating four dresses. I hear you getting a jacket, a wrap, a purse. How does that translate into the quiet luxury, less is more capsule? (laughs) It doesn't. (laughs) Clothing. (laughs) It doesn't. It doesn't translate at all. So I've altered my opinion about capsule dressing. I, too, on this trip, because I was gone for a long time, I thought very carefully about what was going in those suitcases that I packed. And I did very well with capsule dressing on this trip, minus the capital event, because that was a special occasion. But I had three pairs of pants, three T-shirts, two sweatshirt sweaters and two cardigans with me and interchanging them with one or two other pieces i stuck to my capsule very well well that makes me really proud of you because this was a (laughs) idea that you introduced to me. So I'm happy that you got to experience that. And again, I'm really going to try and aim for that on this vacation Mm -hmm. and living my life. But I do have to say, just hearing you talk about going into a store, coming out with bags in your hand, carrying those bags to your car, there's something thrilling about that to me. There really is. It's it's a it's a, such an enjoyable experience to to do that and and yeah, if you didn't have the price tag to deal with after the fact, it's great. 
And so here's what, here's how I'm adjusting my capsule thinking. I'm still daily on a day-to-day basis, even in my general life, not just when I'm traveling, I'm living that capsule experience where I have like three pairs of black pants, three pairs of cropped khaki pants, you know, three, and I'm just throwing out the number three, but three short sleeve tops or sleeveless tops, three sweaters and or sweatshirts and interchanging those on my daily basis. But yet keeping my favorite pieces that don't fit into this capsule for days that I'm just, I need a pick me up. Well, that makes sense. I just spent a day. Yes, Mm -hmm. a day. Okay. Not like 24 hours, but like four hours switching my closets around, going through everything in my closet, moving all the winter stuff to another closet. And Mm -hmm. it's ridiculous, but I still want to add more. (laughs) And I'm really, really struggling with it because I do find shopping and maybe it's shallow, but (laughs) Mm -hmm. I find it as a pick-me-up. It it makes me smile. It makes me excited. And Mm -hmm. it is very sad too when I'm changing all my clothes around Mm -hmm. to see clothes in there still with tags on them. So that's when I know that probably I need to think a little more before I buy. Well, and that was going to be my question to you. So now do you, when you're changing closets, hopefully you're editing your closets. You're getting rid of a lot that maybe still have tags on them, things that you didn't wear this season, and they just hung in your closet. Do you edit that out? I did edit. Or are you just shifting? No, I did go through and get rid of things that, I haven't worn things that have just sat in there. And it's really hard because some of the pieces I truly, truly like. And just when I see them, they make me smile. But I haven't worn them. And they are taking up a hanger. They are taking up space. And they make me feel guilty. So I did edit. I probably can edit some more. But yeah, get attached. At least I do to some of my things. So it wasn't easy to do. Yeah. See, and my problem is, is that I have, I can have so much accumulated in my closet that I forget it's in my closet. So I don't even have the opportunity to get attached to it. So when I do my swap out, winter, summer swap out, I get rid of a lot. So yeah. And, but again, it's like, if, when I'm getting rid of that much and I still have so much in my closet, I have no business shopping for new clothes. I feel the same way. As you get rid of those things that you forgot you had or those things that you have worn so much but no longer serve you, do mm-hmm. you say goodbye to them as you put them in the donation pile and thank them? No. <laughs> I do. I do. I'm just like, I love wearing you. Thank you so much. But- I've no, got to say I goodbye don't. now and you'll make someone else very happy. Yeah, no, I'm I'm more the opposite where if I'm saying goodbye to it, it's like, God, I hated you. I don't know why you took up so much space in my closet anyway. 
gosh, you're even mean to clothing. I'm just kidding. I don't think you're mean. Oh, boy. Well, I, I love talking shopping with you and what the listeners wouldn't know. And maybe I shouldn't even share this because you sent it to me in a text message. But you went and you met with your personal shopper. And then on the way to your vehicle, you stopped off at Max Mara and oh, did some more yeah, I shopping. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, my God. Yes. And it's like, I knew. It's like, why do I even do this? Because, yeah, it was just one of those days where everything worked. And Max Mara had their new spring line out. And, oh, my goodness, I loved it. And so then I spent more money. Although, I have to say, I have worn that Max Mara, the pieces I bought, I have already worn to the point where I've almost gotten my money's worth. Did you get your money's worth cost per wear using that? Um, methodology there or just you wore it once and you feel like you got your money's worth? Well, cost per wear. Sometimes though, I think one wear is enough to justify the cost if you feel great in it. But in this particular situation, I have worn the pieces I bought several times and love them. Okay. Well, just real quick, because Max Mara, you would consider that quiet luxury, the dresses that you purchased quiet luxury also, where if you know, you know, and they fit you great, they fit, fit you wonderful. Yes, absolutely. Okay. And it and doesn't our, matter what the brand is. It's like, yeah, if it fits me and I feel good in it, that's quiet luxury. And are you committed to that type of shopping too? Yes. Just the things that fit well. I mean, why would you get something that didn't fit well? <laughs> That was really, right. really dumb, Michelle, to right. say. <laughs> right. Although that being said, part of Quiet Luxury, though, let's go back to the handbag, where I loved the handbag. It went well with the outfits. Was I willing to spend $3,200 on it? No. Because I don't feel like it fit my definition of what quiet luxury is. I have to love it enough to feel really good about it and and to not worry about what I spent on it. If I'm hung up on what I spent on it, then it doesn't fit the quiet luxury definition in my book. I love your boundaries. I love how much you've actually thought about that concept and you have your parameters that you work in and that's perfect. I, I love that rule of, if you think about it and worry about it, it's not the right item for you. Exactly. Oh my gosh. You're teaching me so much, probably to <laughs> Rob's dismay about all of this stuff. So, well, we just have to practice it now in our day-to-day -day lives. We just have to, if we're contemplating that it costs too much, then it costs too much and it shouldn't come home with you. But I also think that that's how we should attack our closets. If it's hanging there for no other reason than to be there. It's or like to collect needs, dust. Right. Or to take up a hanger. It needs to go. Yeah. I think that should be a quote. I think we should have a quote about if it costs too much, it isn't for you. Or something like that, because I yeah. really do think that's brilliant advice. And I have never, ever considered that. Right. That it just and doesn't fit. If, you, if you're worried about it, it doesn't fit you. Right. And, and 
if you put something on and you love it so much, you don't care what the price is, then it needs to go home to you, go home with you, no matter what the price is. Gosh, I love you. I love your enthusiasm about shopping <laughs> and quiet luxury and the way that you can work around capsule wardrobes to your benefit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, with all that, unless you have anything else to say, we're gonna move on to closing. Sounds good to me. So we're back and I am just gonna extend this episode just a little bit because one of the things we were gonna talk about today was a couple would you rather statements and Mm -hmm. There's just one or two, I can save the rest, but there's just one or two that feels so appropriate for the conversation we just had. So I'm going to throw them in there if that's okay. Just real quick. Okay. Okay. so So the first one is, would you rather be chronically overdressed or underdressed? What do you prefer? What would you rather? Wow. Good question. I know. They're really thought provoking, I think. (laughs) Really good question. I think I would want to be chronically overdressed. Yeah, that's a tough one. I I get why overdressed. Oh, but I'm from Alaska, so I really lean towards underdressed. But I don't... Right want to draw attention to myself and either okay, way what, draws attention. What we have to assume though is that when we say underdressed or overdressed, we're still smartly dressed. True. So okay. because I think if you're smartly dressed, you can't be underdressed or overdressed if you're smartly dressed. Okay. There again, you have it. You worked around the question by coming up with a really good point. So I guess the question should read, would you rather be chronically overdressed or underdressed or smartly dressed? I choose smartly dressed. Yeah, and that's a no-brainer. But I would rather be overdressed than underdressed. And again, being from Alaska, we don't always dress up there. We can dress up Mm -hmm. and everyone looks fabulous when they do. But I probably would be just rather be more comfortable and underdressed. So, okay, here's the next question. Would you rather buy 10 things that you don't need every time you shop or forget the one item you do need? And I think this is more grocery shopping, not luxury shopping or clothes shopping, but it could be. I would much rather buy the 10 items I don't need than forget one item I do need without a doubt and I would agree I would rather buy 10 things I don't need every time I shop because if I forget something that's going to drive me crazy and if I buy more than I need I always have a backup plan because one day I'll go to the store and forget something and then it'll end up miraculously showing up in something I didn't need before right Well, I like these questions. They do give you something to think about, but... Yeah, we'll have to continue that subject on another day. We will. And I did find those at parade.com, just in case anyone wants to look up would-you-rather questions. Okay, well, with all that shared, again, real quick, 
The book for the month of June is a biography. It's by Tessa Dunlop, and it's called Elizabeth and Philip. And yes, it's a royal family thing. It's Queen Elizabeth II and Prince Philip. So that's our book of the month. And Suzanne, do you have something for us to sip on today? I do. When obstacles arise, change direction to reach your goal. Do not change the decision to get there. And that is by Zig Ziglar. Wow. That's a good one. Thank you for sharing that with us. And thank you everyone for listening. Until next week. Cheers. Cheers.